0: Sat
1: down with us in a very long time. A
0: very long time. When's the last time we did one of
1: these? Um Hannah know. was here.
0: Yeah, I remember Hannah was
1: here. Yeah, Hannah was here and we did um and what were we doing? I don't
0: remember.
1: Was it a review that we did?
0: It, was it Train of Busan or something like that? Was that one of the last no. ones we did? You know what it was? We were talking about um all our plans. Was it just another like silent flight focused episode? I think
1: so. We do a lot of those, but then we never follow through. So we need to stop doing those.
0: <laughs> right. Actually, just do what we said we would do.
1: Uh huh. Or just do it and then talk about it. Yeah. Kind I of know. like what we're gonna to do today. Just
0: scrolling through the Spotify page. What was the last one I did. <laughs>
1: it's been a minute. You didn't do any this year.
0: No, I know that. Because you've been busy, though. You're telling me see was it one was it the wonder woman 84 review oh my goodness was that the last
1: (laughs) time we were and actually we were over here at the tv and it was all of us because jennifer joined us that day
0: december 28th of
1: 2020 wow dude (laughs) yeah it's been a minute well i will say welcome back to film noobs and with that
0: (laughs) (laughs) so it has been a minute a very long minute Welcome back, AJ. I know. It's good to be back. Yeah. Cause yeah. <laughs> it's been <laughs> it's been a very busy, I guess, three, well, two and a half years almost. Okay, we'll,
1: we'll catch this up real quick. Um so okay, for those of you who are 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 have been listening recently, when we started the podcast back in 2018, we were yeah. <laughs> Uh, Uio pe- pledgelings, and uh, we were doing the radio station. Yep. AJ was one of our, our co-hosts, mm-hmm. and Ronald McDonald was another one. Mm-hmm. Um, since then, we've been busy. We've all had our careers. We've graduated. Uh, we've been on and off doing things. But as a company, mm-hmm. Silent Flight, we actually have been doing things. Mm-hmm. But AJ has been doing a lot more things, and I'm glad to say AJ's back. Yes. At least for this episode, but we yeah,
0: back. I mean, I'm back. Are you back, <laughs> I right. feel like, yeah I, no, yeah. I need to be back. Um, yeah. I, wow. 2020. You know, I've graduated since the last time. Yeah. We recorded one. Graduated college. Uh, worked two years of a full-time job in a school. What were you doing? Uh like mentoring and tutoring students. So I wasn't teaching, but I was there full-time. Ten-hour days, five days a week. Uh-huh. Just exhausted, which is why... Didn't really have time for the <laughs> for podcast. <anything> <laughs> yeah. Cause I took my two days off and slept. Um Oh too. Dealing with kids, man. I hate dealing with kids.
1: Yeah, I know, and I'm still doing it. <laughs> I I barely deal with my own kids. And I have like 30 <laughs> of them or some shit like that.
0: Yeah, now and now I'm doing it in a different capacity, but still doing it. So I don't know. I don't know. I figured I found a new schedule that works though where my days are available, which is nice. Um cool. but yeah, and then just a lot of writing and figuring out what I'm gonna do next in terms of my career, but also still bugging you for work and making sure we're keeping things moving because last time we recorded or I recorded one of these, we were wrapping up sacred mask. Were we were wrapping up or were we? We had wrapped. Were, 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 yeah, we had wrapped already.
1: We had wrapped. Um, we were still kind of at the end of COVID. Yeah. And so we were just kind of taking it easy. doing Yeah. Doing things here and there, but not really serious enough yet.
0: Yeah. And so since then, we've went f- hard on post-production in the last couple months, right? Yeah. yeah well, I'm, okay, let, let's let us yeah. back up real quick. Um,
1: we recently have released our second feature film. Yes. Sacred Mask. Mm-hmm. And the only reason, and I, and I will admit this on radio and everything else that we have, the only real reason that we did it was because one day somebody gave me a call and said, like, "Hey, dude, um, they opened up the the submissions for uh, incomplete or or works works in progress. Mm-hmm. As long as you finished the post production by the time you know mm-hmm. it, w- it was time to the screen, um, let's get hot and let's let's get mm-hmm. sicker and mask out. So because you've been working on it, you've been sitting on it for like five years now." <laughs> and uh so he kind of motivated me to to get off my ass because i had i had had that nice little year mm-hmm. year and a half stretch where i was like uh mentally i'm not there yeah but it took you know you to come back and yeah. be like hey dude get off your ass Yeah. let's do this and then we we pretty much like kicked it out in about a week and a half
0: we had to i mean (laughs) because i i was working for um the local theater um i was stage managing and doing a lot of like live production stuff yeah and i was talking to the technical director who worked on the film uh cine festival which is the the the, what is it the oldest uh, yeah the oldest the latin Latin, uh, focused film film festival in the area, right? yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think they are even in in, here in in Texas. Yeah, they're one of the oldest. Yeah, and so I was working at the Guadalupe Theater, and I got to talking to the technical director, and he mentioned that, yeah, that they do accept like work in progress as long as you know you can you, you know, there's a agreement that the finished product will be turned in for the the festival, and so I called you up and said it's a- po- it's a possibility, and we you know we've always talked about that our films are going to be san antonio based and latino based, and it felt like Cine Festival was like the perfect place to try to premiere. so I called you up and said, if we want to do it, we got to start now yeah. <laughs> and uh deadline is this, and we not we finished it. well, you submitted it, and we got in, yeah thankfully. I know
1: I was really surprised. Because when even when I turned it in, it wasn't the final final, mm-hmm. but it was pretty much complete ish about ninety mm-hmm. percent. Yeah, I think we were waiting on music at that point.
0: Yes, there was like some like cleaning to do, but for the most part, yeah, it was music and like color grading. Yeah, um, and then it was a lot of, I think, I think I watched the movie about three times in the span of like two days yeah <laughs> and uh, he just kept sending me versions and yeah you just you edited like crazy for yeah. about a week and then had me finding and sourcing music yeah and then all we had, the licensing i actually had jessica come in one mm-hmm. day
1: and refine a lot of the editing because i was burned out by then and i think it was like maybe three four days before we turned in the final final mm. and so she came in and did the, the cleanup cut. Yeah. And you were here and mm-hmm. we were doing some other stuff with music. So, yeah, we, we we were, man, I think it was the day prior to that we were working on the final, final cut for the festival. Yeah. And I say for the festival.
0: Yeah. And even and I just had my fingers crossed because I was helping you source music but i wasn't there for the edit so i was (laughs) sending you music and uh options and had no clue what you were doing with them i like knew what scenes they were they were options for yeah but i didn't see anything until we were at the premiere yeah because i didn't show anybody anything yeah
1: like once you got to a certain part i stopped sharing it with you or or anybody else because i wanted y'all to be as surprised with the film because y'all had worked on it so mm-hmm. so like extensive and have like dedicated so much mm-hmm. time to the film. And I really wanted to make sure that impact was felt mm-hmm. rather than, oh man, I've seen it so many times. Fuck dude. I'm I'm tired of this yeah. shit.
0: But yeah, so I did my silent little cheer when towards the end, especially when some of those music hits kicked <laughs> in and I was like, It works. Thank God. Cause I wasn't like in my head, I saw it and I kind of knew, but I hadn't even seen the final cut of the final fight. Yeah, uh, I hadn't even seen what that looked like in total so I was like oh dear god please work <laughs>
1: <laughs> and even then after the festival we still worked on it a little bit more because we we, we saw once it was on the big screen yeah. the audio and everything mm-hmm. I was like man you know it needs a little bit more oof this this and that so anyways after seeing a festival um, about two weeks later we had our red carpet mm-hmm. at Santicos yes. um, everybody was there mm-hmm. um, I think out of I think a total of 130 seats, we were maybe about 120, 21 total.
0: Yeah, we were pretty – almost sold out. Or
1: I think we – Well, we sold out. We sold out. But, but there was a couple of people yeah. that didn't show. Yeah. And they were like – they tried texting me at the last minute. And I'm like, bro, I, I'm at the theater. I can't do anything for you. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, but that was awesome. That was m- my first red carpet because – well, I was there for the lowriders red carpet at the VFW. But yeah. I was working – yeah. you you had yeah, like you had just joined the team yeah you offered me a couple bucks to like work the ticket booth or something like, like that literally a couple of,
1: like <laughs> i'm cheap as shit
0: and so but i got to that was i got to like experience it and see it from afar and now i got to be part of it be part of it which was which was really cool Sign the poster and everything yeah um so that was my first experience with that and that was like five years yeah of yeah because we started and we went cameras up in what 2019 <laughs> yeah for well that we went cameras up on sacred mask yeah officially end of, right?
1: end of 19 because um lvz was march of uh 2018 yeah and later on that year we decided to go
0: cameras up yeah because i had come on board at the beginning of 2018 this is yeah. my first gig with you guys and so yeah so that was been it was a long it was a long road but we got there yeah we got there um now
1: we're, we've been talking to distributors, I'm um, getting ready to, well, I'm waiting for a couple of festivals. Mm. So if y'all want to program the movie, let me know, guys, <laughs> you know, I still have some open dates. Intent. Yeah. And, <laughs> <laughs> if not, um, I think later on, maybe not, not two, three more months, I'll probably release it into distribution and kind of get that ball rolling because, yeah. It's been a minute.
0: On on physical or just streaming? Both. Yeah.
1: Physical and streaming. Because that was one of the biggest things that I had to kind of sit down and be. With 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 LVZ was different because by the time we got distribution for LVZ, it had already been three years of digital mm. uh, distribution only. Because um, I I figured out how to get it on Amazon Prime. Yeah. And the distributor's like, dude, give me a shot. Yada yada. I think I've told the story many times, anyways. <laughs> but yeah, we went from straight digital to digital and physical. Right. We did well, mm-hmm. and so with this one, I want to go digital and physical. I might have like a small release party yeah. when, when we have our own our our own copies, mm-hmm. you know, to, out there. But I'm still planning that out.
0: Yeah, but that is, I guess, not completely closed yet. But one chapter that is, yeah, on its way to being closed pretty much uh, and then on to the next hopefully hopefully and then hopefully not another five years <laughs> <laughs> please let me finish this before we're 30 and before or I'm 30 before you're 30
1: <laughs> yeah. you know Max always complains Max being the 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 uh, main protagonist for Sacred Mass he's like bro I started this shit when I was like 21 I'm like no you didn't he's like I'm 42 right now I'm like shut the fuck <laughs> up it hasn't been that long <laughs> But um, but yeah, I know we have a, a couple of projects in mind. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say that because it every time we come on the podcast and talk about new projects, have, new projects, we they never don't done. Yeah, it's like a, a jinx on ourselves. Yeah. So I'm not going to talk about new projects. Um, I know for film noobs, um, again, we we had taken a big stint. Yeah. Um, even me because I was doing almost every week interviews with different directors and mm-hmm. whatever. But, again, we, we got caught up with doing our premiere yeah. and uh, the festival and everything. So. Not to mention you're still in school. <laughs> well, I started back in school, yeah. This is my last semester before I started my dissertation. So,
0: so be you've been a different type of busy.
1: Yeah. Reading stupid shit.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know why I do this or why I took a PhD. I mean, I know why, but I'm not going to say it <either>. My kids are going to be like, yeah, dad, you anyway, shut up. But no, no. Okay. So back to, to film noobs. Um, yeah, I think maybe, (laughs) um, we should be picking it up again. And I know we were talking about, because we both saw the movie blue beetle. Yeah. Um, we took advantage of the $4, uh, uh, theater day. Yeah. And uh, we saw that movie. I mean, I've taken my kids to go see uh, Sharknado, which was
0: pretty cool. Sharknado?
1: Yes. uh, Sharknado had its 10th year anniversary. Uh, Oh, really? I didn't even realize. (laughs) And so I took him because uh, Nathaniel, which is my oldest Uh son. Yeah, my oldest son. I think I got to keep him track. I'm getting 30 (laughs) kids. Um, he, as a little kid, used to love watching Sharknado. He would run around, Sharknado, Sharknado, Sharknado. And that's all he would say. Um, so when we took him back to go watch the sec- tenth anniversary, it was interesting because he's like, "Dude, what? <laughs> why did I like this film?" I'm like, "It's
0: pure cheese, man.
1: It's yeah. just, it's, it's not a movie too. It was
0: made. It was made for TV, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it was, was made sci-fi for TV. Film, yeah. Sci-fi.
1: Yep. But it wasn't made to be a serious film. No. The cast and crew, even on the behind-the-scenes and stuff, because they had behind-the-scenes oh, yeah. on there, they're like, dude, yeah, we never expected it to go anywhere. <laughs> or, like, somebody just threw something on the board, like, hey, Shark, Tornado, yep. movie,
0: yes, and it got greenlit. <laughs> <laughs> and then it went for, what, like, six, mo- six, six movies? Six, seven movies. Yeah, yeah.
1: I was like, what the fuck? Because after that, everybody, all the celebrities wanted to get cameos yeah. on it just yeah. because
0: they thought it was funny
1: how they could get killed off by sharks. So I was like, oh, man, that's pretty cool. You know, the dumb shit that just <laughs> sticks on that board. You're like, hey, sharks. God, I didn't even yeah. realize it's been
0: 10 years since that movie came out.
1: Well, it's been 30 for uh, Jurassic Park because the week oh, after damn. that, um, they had the 30th anniversary for Jurassic Park. Damn. Yeah. Impressive. and it's it's kept well.
0: Jurassic Park still holds up.
1: Yes, in the theater, it it really kept well. Yeah, they, I know some parts got like resed oh, but yeah. it's still.
0: No, but I mean, the first time you see the the T Rex on, on the kids and the and the Jeep and all that, yeah. like that's part still holds up, and I know yeah. part of it's like practical, practical, <clears> throat> which throat> is you know, throwback to Episode One. Oh. <laughs> yeah,
1: Dude, yeah. <laughs> you know, I was going through our IMDb because I I get I don't know how, but. Film News has an IMDb now. No shit. Okay. Yeah. And so on there, it said that our, our premiere date was the beginning of this year, 2022 or 23 whatever. Uh-huh. So I'm like, fuck no. We deserve better than this. <laughs> this is our fifth season, believe it or not. Huh. Because 2022, we didn't do shit.
0: Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, we took all. like a whole year off.
1: Yeah, we, we just, uh, fuck it. We're not yeah. plugging in or nothing. Yeah. Um, so anyways, but yeah, this is our fifth season doing this. Hmm. And we haven't grown any. We still have three. <laughs> Do we still have that, like that one listener, like in yep. Iran or whatever it is? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Sri Lanka or something like that. We still get monthly tacos. You know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> but that's that's about as good as it's gotten for us. <laughs> it's okay. We're still here. We're still here. Yeah, a little funny, little.
0: Uh, but yeah, no. So I guess so. You went on the on Cinema Day for Blue Beetle 2 or did yes, you? Okay. Yes. We went to the lake late screening okay i went to a very early one because i had i worked that that night so i had to find a screening that i had time to go see it okay. so i went like at 11 in the morning oh wow <laughs> <laughs> but i'm still waking up at 11 in the morning but i and in hindsight i kind of felt bad because you know now all the reports are coming out about like the box office and the numbers and stuff like that and i'm like i should have should have paid full price i want like i want them to make another one of these yeah and i want I've wanted DC to do well. They've let me down a couple times.
1: A lot of times. <laughs> I saw The Flash finally. Did you? Yes. And and I have to say, I'm glad I saw it on HBO. Okay. Then in the theaters. Okay. The VFX does not hold. No.
0: So, and, and what is it? Andy Muschietti? Is that the uh, the director? Um, no. uh Had said something that like, it looks... The way it does because it's supposed to be from his perspective in the Speed Force and stuff like that. So things are supposed to look wonky, and I'm like,
1: the babies look fake. <laughs> if you've seen Flash, you know what I'm talking about. The babies at the
0: beginning of the film look fake. Are we? Are we? Are are we keeping the old film noobs tradition of just fuck it? We're doing yeah, spoilers. It, yeah. We're doing spoilers. Yeah. Yeah. So the ending is what? Like, I was actually okay with a lot of the vfx like some of them looking weird especially in the speed force like i was like okay yeah i kind of speed get force. i kind of i kind of get it then we got to the scene at the very end the cameo scene of um all the different multiverses uh, oh the, okay, yeah, yeah and yeah. all the different
1: bro <laughs> did they really have to bring him
0: <laughs> which one? Oh yeah i i i think i out loud in the theater said no fucking way (laughs) when i saw the big spider because i was just like that actually was supposed to be the script that made kevin smith go no (laughs) yeah
1: because yeah i've I've seen all the behind the scenes footage Mm -hmm. of of the making of that superman thank god it never got made um but yeah i was like why would they? And they focused on it yeah. for a good minute. Yeah, he got it a lot of time. Yeah, it wasn't like, oh, here's a cameo. Hey, cool. Yeah, yeah. You know, that that that's a Superman that could have been. No, yeah. they they spent like a good
0: two three solid minutes yeah. on him. and you know the <laughs> other half that people the, you know there's a there's a decent amount of cameos in that like one minute, and it was the Nick Cage one that got people mad, and the Christopher Reeve one that got people mad. Why? I guess a lot of people thought it was disrespectful to bring him back.
1: I and, don't think so. It's it's like when they did the same thing with um, Princess Leia.
0: Yeah, and my thought process of it was I was like, I get it. Like they didn't do too much because he was just kind of there. Like he yeah. just shows up. It wasn't like the Nick Cage one where there's like a full sequence dedicated to it. It's just he shows up and he stands and he's there he's with Supergirl there, yeah. and that's it. And I was like, I feel like people wouldn't have been so upset if it looked better yeah but people are so upset about like ai and movies and the everything well we're not even get into it yeah no i know that's a whole nother people are so so mad about that and everything like that i feel like they just they jumped on it and that was like the downfall of that scene i feel like because it could have been a cool scene you know i mean it's it's bringing
1: homage and i and i understand bringing
0: back adam west and you know all the you know all the older ones and the what could have been and all that but
1: to spend that much time on it <laughs> they spend
0: a lot of time on it <laughs> and but i don't know flash made me reminded me of like the issue i have with a lot of superhero criticism like superhero movie criticism lately which is like everybody's expecting like this masterpiece or like to be the next like best movie of the year or something like that yeah. and i'm like i'm going to know a superhero movie to be entertained i'm not expecting high art out of a lot of these movies
1: well, y- you know, I'm not either, but at the same time, I know the money that's being spent on this.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I would appreciate it because we're spending our hard-earned money. Right. And you have movies like, and again, you're setting up the bar from Apocalypse. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that one was well done. Yes, it had its its moments where you're like, fuck, really? Y'all, mm-hmm. y'all did the stupid shit, Marvel. <laughs> you know, y'all did the stupid Marvel shit. But at the same time, I don't know, I I guess maybe... Burnout from
0: yeah, superhero movie, but you also got to recognize. I mean, Endgame to be what it to be what Avengers Endgame was took twelve years of building. Yeah, <laughs> and like twenty five movies. You know, yeah, they, but they, they,
1: Flashpoint <laughs> could have been the 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 part where DC took all their mistakes. Yeah. And rewrote everything and launched it correctly into the new DC oh, universe. Yeah, for sure. And I think they missed that mark.
0: Yeah. And I think it's because Flash was made before the whole changing of the guard that we're getting with James Gunn taking over. Yeah. And is um, it Peter Saffron's taking over the other half? Oh, um, I don't
1: remember.
0: But James Gunn taking over the creative side yeah. of things and all that.
1: And the Gunn universe.
0: Yeah. And I like James Gunn. You know, I love Guardian like all three Guardians have been good, at least in my opinion. And I love
1: Trauma ver- or Trauma Young <laughs> the Old School Trauma <laughs> films.
0: Uh I liked his version of the Suicide Squad. Yeah. Um, it's cheesy, it's doesn't take itself too seriously, you know. It's, but, it's a James Gunn film, yeah. but it's good. Yeah. You know? And so I like have like tentative hopes for what he's gonna do moving forward. I know people are already like discrediting it because DC live action Has not had a good Track history We've already had like Five Supermans Yeah <laughs> Three and Batmans And that's like... Which Again Very cool to see Michael Keaton Back in the suit
1: Bro I've, You know I have forgotten That what's the name Did Batman Until he showed up At the end of Oh uh, Clooney Flash.
0: Yeah Oh my god I was so I annoyed I totally... was so annoyed Because his Batman not good
1: No <laughs> I totally forgot He's the nipple Batman Yeah, yeah. he is
0: <laughs> <laughs> With the uh, The bat credit card And everything yeah. like that. I think it's him <laughs> Right Yeah <laughs>
1: I think he's the cheesiest he, he Batman. Is, yeah. Because, okay, Batman universe '90s. Mm-hmm.
0: It
1: it was hokey, but mm-hmm. it wasn't cheesy. Yeah. <laughs> George Clooney was straight cheesy, and I'm like, really, dude? You just why? Yeah. And, but I, I I get it. They're playing homage to everything that's come yeah, before it,
0: and it it was supposed to be one last like joke, you know, at the end, which. You know, is what it is. I and I was, I almost forgot Aquaman 2 is coming out later this year because yeah. it's had zero marketing. Um, but because no one wants to touch Amber Heard after,
1: yeah,
0: that whole thing. But so I got really scared at the end of Flashpoint or the Flash. I was like, oh my God, is the last time we see Jason Momoa is Aquaman going to be him stumbling drunk in an alleyway and falling into a puddle? <laughs> <a bottle?"> Probably, <laughs> but you know, then we're going to get Aquaman 2, which. I guess isn't going to matter anyway in terms of like the larger universe. I don't know what they're doing with yeah. his character. Um, Cause technically speaking, I think to bring it back, blue beetle is going to be the first of this new DC yeah. universe is, are we going to ever see him again? Who knows? It, it depends if this movie or they think this movie did well enough to warrant a second one, but yeah. that's if, you know, box office numbers are a thing and, but, they have okay. to make their money. I, I get they have to make their money, yeah. but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed Blue Beetle. It was a good story You know,
1: I, I will have – I have to say this. I think the timing, for somewhat golly reason, the timing right now between the SAG-AFTRA yeah. um, strike, the Writer's Guild strike, mm-hmm. you know, the moms striking, everybody striking <laughs> in Hollywood, and them not wanting to put any kind of marketing because yeah. you can't. right. Is hurting the fact that we have one this type of film mm-hmm. that's relaunching the the whole world of DC, mm-hmm. and two, the buying power of the Latinos mm-hmm. who are being represented right. in a movie like this yeah. that isn't being marketed. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm, I'm thinking. Was it a disgrace? Was it like one of those like marketing ploys that Hollywood just buries the, those yeah. movies? They, they release the ones that they're gonna bury, mm-hmm. and then just carry on like yeah. it never happened.
0: Yeah, because like you know if because yeah then you have to ask the question: if the strikes weren't happening right now, would they still have buried them? You know, buried the movie and just let it quietly come out and let everybody kind of forget about it? You know because. Yeah let the under you know let the un- underrepresentation continue i guess i don't know um, well, I mean,
1: going with that same uh, perspective um the cheetos movie the cheetos guy the flaming hot oh yeah with uh what's her name first uh directorial debut i um,
0: i i know nothing about it honestly because i saw like two previews of it went This is a movie, and it was really good. Was it really? It was really good. I really enjoyed it. I again had never heard of it. I think I saw. I went to the movies a couple times and saw a preview before. But it went straight to damn video. I mean, yeah, streaming. Yeah, yeah. and I knew it. It came and it went in like a week. Yeah, and I no marketing. Yeah, zero. And I'm like so. Eva
1: Longoria. Oh, okay. That's who directed it. Oh, interesting.
0: Uh huh. I have to go look into this now. Yeah. That was, she was a director. Um, unexpected. A
1: lot, of, a lot of lesser known actors mm-hmm. uh, played roles in it. Yeah. So, But it was really good. I, I thought it was well done. It wasn't your typical ha-ha Mexican representation. Yeah. Even though the lowriders were kind of like, eh, uh-huh. But
0: yeah. at the end of the day, it's still Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. Which I think I appreciate about to what you're saying about Blue Beetle is like it's not the typical representation which is the point it's a real family you know it's like a real Mexican they are Mexican yeah they're Mexican yeah um Mexican family and you know we do have George Lopez in it being kind of that's another one that I was like
1: (laughs) he hasn't had a good standing in the Latino community
0: lately yeah he's he goes back and forth he has his moments (laughs) And, and i get it i mean um,
1: it's george lopez
0: yeah and you know he's kind of he kind of plays a character like he hasn't well, i guess i just haven't seen him anything big in a while but he kinda, outside of tv no no yeah but like kind of a character he hasn't played in a while which is just like the loud like kind, he's kind of the comedic relief he has got like a couple he is a comedic relief he has like a couple serious moments here and there but yeah. like the taco i'm like oh <laughs> The fact that his truck is named the The fact that his first appearance is to La Chona. <laughs> Never thought I'd hear that song in a movie. Yes, in a
1: movie. Because that's like a joke song for us and everything. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And it's being played in a Hollywood movie in the big stream.
0: Yep. And, and so. by one of like the biggest uh, studios in the world.
1: Yeah. I wonder if the guys who who made that song, you're like wow, we're in Hollywood now. <laughs> we made it big, I said. So. Well, because you,
0: you know there's someone in like, um, the licensing department that just either is like from some like small area Mexican or yeah has like a cousin or something like that, that they've, they know that song is what came to mind and that they're like, we're bringing out George <laughs> Lopez to this one. Cause that's, that's one of those, like, again, like you said, it's a joke song. Not yeah. everybody no. <laughs> knows that song, but like the second you hear it, you, you know. know it. Yeah. yeah you, you know, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and you know exactly the, you know, the kind of person that's about to come out to it. And so, but it wasn't the typical representation in the sense that like, y- y- Usually, Mexicans are like the, the token characters, so they're yeah. usually like a pothead or they're a thug, or something like yeah, something like that. And well, I guess he went to Gotham U, but like, um, <laughs> uh, you know, he's a col- he's the first generation college graduate, and he's got the sister, they're all, you know, just low income, it's just a regular family, they're trying and, to make it by, yeah, exactly, and it's real, yeah, and so like, um, seeing that kind of family dynamic you don't normally get to see it which i appreciate it especially in a superhero origin film yeah
1: i i did like one thing that they did that we have been doing since LVZ. you you separate the generations by yeah. the way they speak mm-hmm. the abuela the badass abuela yeah i, <laughs> my, I took my mom with us, and she when when abuela was 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 with the machine gun she's yeah. like Adale. she got all happy she's like yeah yeah because it's yeah. representing her uh-huh. anyways <laughs> but the abuela well, only spoke spanish yeah she speaks very
0: little english yes yeah.
1: and then the mom spoke both mm-hmm. but she was kind of iffy on one and the other yeah and then the son only spoke mainly english with a few words here and there yeah. sporadically in spanish yeah
0: which is it's like very, names in terms of endearment that came out in spanish yeah, for him
1: which is very representative of who yeah. we are as a latino culture mm-hmm. especially nowadays yeah And I know we've done that in both of our films. Yeah. LVZ and in Sacred Mass. So I I really love the fact that it was being represented that way Mm -hmm. in a Hollywood film. Yeah. Because it's never been done. It's either one or two words or straight Mexican that you can't understand them. Yeah. You know, it's like, really? We don't sound that way. Yeah. Or they're like,
0: there's really weird Spanglish kind of conversation that doesn't happen.
1: Yeah. And I'm like... Well, at least they got our cultures
0: a lot better now. <laughs> yeah, but I think it, it also comes from the fact that it had a Mexican director. Yeah. Or a Latino director. I'm not too sure if he's Mexican. I don't, um, I don't know if he's Mexican. I know they, it I, It's Angel Manuel, Manuel Soto, I think. So yeah. he's Latino of some sort. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, like, yeah, because I mean, even in my own family, you know, I barely speak any Spanish. Yeah. But if you go, keep going back, there's more and more Spanish spoken. We speak it less now just because, again, each generation speaks less Spanish. So to talk to each other, we just speak in English. Yeah. But, you know, back when my great-grandmother was still around and, you know, further back, more and more Spanish was spoken yeah. around the house. And it's, it's the just, same here. Yeah. And so it just it, – it fades, you know, for better or worse with each generation. And um, the to see that represented was really cool. Mm. And the same thing with, like – I appreciated the fact that like especially with a superhero watching film again it was one complete family. It yeah. wasn't this like orphaned kid or these Mom's missing Yeah or yeah. like or you know Spider-Man uncle uncle Ben dies in the first 20 minutes. Was well, the dad dying? No the dad dies but it takes it it you have like an hour to like actually see their relationship on screen and like yeah but care it, about it. It's still the same trope because it it took the dad
1: Yeah to you know propagating or mm-hmm. not propagating. i'm sorry but um pushing forward
0: yeah and yeah, i think that was the that, that was his starting point yeah. yeah and but again it, it would and another thing that was cool was seeing a healthy father-son relationship yeah especially in a latino family yeah the fact that it was he wasn't like absentee he wasn't like a drinker, or, or, yeah. yeah like he, you see him take a drink but it's like he was an alcoholic. He wasn't he, an no, alcoholic. yeah, yeah. Like
1: most of the time, they're like, "Oh man, all Mexican men are alcoholic." Yeah, exactly. And, and he's you know. just
0: a genuinely loving and trying to do what he can to help his family get by. Yeah. And he's just the motivate. He's the heart and like the motivation of that family. And because he says it multiple times, we're the day as we we figure it out, and yeah. we always will. And. So, like, that was cool to see, like, that kind of be the heart. Because the second he popped up on screen, I was like, ah, oh, shit, he's dying. He's not in any of the trailers. He's not in any of the trailers. He not the is. poster. He's not on the trailers. He's not even on <laughs> I was like, oh, his dad's in this movie. He's dead. Because <laughs> you don't even see the – you see in all the trailers, you see his sister and you see his grandmother. But you never see the – and you see George Lopez. But, yeah. like, in very few shots of the trailers, do you see his parents. Like they're like yeah. scanned over because like it's the scene where he first suits up and all that, and they're in there, but they don't—they're not like big focuses in any of the promo materials. So to see them <laughs> on screen, I was like, "Oh no, which of them? It's gonna be the dad." It's <laughs>
1: but but then we have the the uh antagonist. Well, I don't know what she is. Which one? The
0: girl that gives him the blue beetle. Oh, is it Jenny? Jenny Cord? Yeah. Uh, the love interest.
1: Yeah, the I guess love interest. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, she turns out yeah, to be she's the love, the love interest, interest, interest yeah. at the end. Um, her 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 dad's gone yeah. and her mom's gone mm-hmm. and she's the rich heiress. Yeah, what do it call the the <laughs> what the novela that they,
0: they oh referred. the um is it Mario Mario the, the, yeah Maria
1: del Barrio yeah I was like oh my goodness the the references that they are <laughs> coming out with again I
0: really liked the representation and
1: yeah and the well, language was was very uh, conversational mm-hmm. and so I I thought that was great
0: yeah because it. It floated in and out, and like, uh, what I thought was really cool is in the final fight sequence uh, when Jamie or Jamie, uh, uh, which is another point that they make, is that his name gets translated yeah. by white people. <laughs> when uh, <laughs> I Hyman, thought that was funny, Jamie, it was like, no, was like, it's Jaime,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, which <laughs> she was like making a point. You know, say-
0: <laughs> is real has yeah. happened to me. My name is Alejandro. I had a teacher in high school who just called me Alex. All uh, year, yeah. <laughs> you refuse to figure it out. Deborah caught you Alex
1: <laughs> when she met you. Yeah, for the longest time, she's like, "That Alex kid." That I'm like, "Who the fuck is Alex kid?" We have an Alex female that was when, yeah. I, when Alejandra
0: was with us. Yeah, but I'm like, we don't have an Alex guy. We yeah. have an Alex girl. I'm like, what the fuck, Deborah? Yeah. Like, <laughs> and anybody who knows me knows that if you just say Alex, I'm not gonna turn around because I've, yeah. I've never been called that in my life.
1: Dave, same um, thing. I, I won't answer to Dave.
0: Yeah. I'm like, dude, I'm I'm not white. Well, I mean I'm white, but mm. uh, <laughs> just the hair. Uh, <laughs> but no, but um when Jaime and the Scarab finally become symbiotic at the very end, um the she scarab, starts speaking yeah, Spanish. The scarab
1: starts speaking Spanish. <laughs> I thought
0: that was funny as hell.
1: I found out later on that Becky G plays the scarab.
0: I saw her name in the
1: credits <laughs> and I was like,
0: the fuck? she's the scarab. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> It was not a name I was expecting to see, no. but also Susan Sarandon was not a person I was expecting to see um, as the evil white person. as a as a villain in <laughs> yeah. a superhero movie. But she's a bitch. In that she show. did well. She is just cold hearted and does mm. not care about like anything or anyone. Which I appreciate. Like mm. there is something to be said about just like the villain that is just the villain. Mm-hmm. You know, she didn't have like this tragic backstory that no. was you know which. Yeah, it was cool that they made for a long time. There was villains that were sympathetic. Best one being like Killmonger in recent history with Black Mm -hmm. Panther. He had a reason, but she was just she wanted money and power, and that was it.
1: I do miss those characters because we. You are right. If you trace back before the Marvel Cinematic Universe or anything, evil guys were evil guys. Yeah, all the James Bond guys, Mm -hmm. they were evil because they're evil. They wanted to destroy the world, and that's it. That's all they cared about. Yeah. You know what I mean? And now we have the the antihero and the, the yeah. converted evil
0: guy and then... Which they, they did that with um, I'm forgetting his name, but like the the red beetle stand in, um, the Carapax, the, the okay. general, the 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 one in the, the yeah. evil one in the suit, the evil suit one. Um, he was he was the villain with the tragic backstory and everything like yeah. that that we finally see in the end. And but makes he wasn't him...
1: really the evil evil guy. No,
0: he was just like the henchman. Yeah, and but he's the one that got the sympathetic character, the, the sympathetic story where he was child no. of war, brought in, you know, and all that, and raised and suffered. Uh, but uh, is it v- v- Veronica, Vanessa, Cord? The the, the cool v- guy? Gener- yeah, Susan Srandt's character. Um, she uh, she was just she just wanted money and power, and that was it. And she was going to willing to do what anything and hurt anyone to get it, no. um, which is even to kill her own damn yeah Yeah, she Mm -hmm. was ready to shoot her niece in the face yeah she didn't (laughs) care she's like nope (laughs) and she i like characters like that yeah and hated her brother and Mm -hmm. like you know like i guess i guess like the the one thing that i guess they tried to humanize it was like she was quote-unquote robbed of the company because of sexism where the company went to her brother Mm -hmm. even though maybe should have gone to her i don't mean who knows but it was, it was cool to kind of get that character back because even back in like Iron Man 1, Ironmonger was just evil for the sake of being – he wanted control of the company. Yeah. It was the same thing back then. And then again, time and what people expected changed. But this is a superhero origin film. So it's easy to – or it's kind of better to just have a f- direct foil of our main character than some deep character – another character that we have to care about when – they have to make us care about the main character in the first place. Yeah. So now that's I what get, I appreciate.
1: I got a question because I know in the comic books, and there's something that I had read about the fact that Blue Beetle mm-hmm. from the comics. And I know a lot of times when they do the comic adaptations, mm-hmm. you have to change things. Yeah. But Blue Beetle originally was from El Paso. Yes. And now he's from like League City or some. Yeah. I forget fake believed, Yeah. You know, DC Universe. Right. City. How do you feel about that?
0: I don't. I don't know. I mean, I I get it because I think, oh, oh. I think whatever they whatever the city is called, um, in the movie, is supposed to be. I don't know. I guess I got the. It's supposed to be like an LA stand-in. Um, I guess so because they were at the beach. They are the beach, and like it's very. But it also
1: looks like Miami because of the way some of the things that were represented. That's true.
0: Yeah. So I I feel like it could have been. One of those both have pretty heavy latin representation um and yeah. you know real world you know L- la is gonna have a lot of uh mexican representation miami has a lot of very caribbean yeah. uh, representation so uh i can see it going either way and dc has a history of that gotham is a chicago stand-in yeah. metropolis is like a new york stand type stand-in so i i kind of get what they're doing here would it have been cool to see one just Texas, um and like El Paso, like you know, a real city with real ties to the border and that co- that community and the culture uh, in a movie, yeah, but because you could you could you could had a lot more different stories,
1: oh yeah, because you would use the border as your launch pad for it, yeah, but at the same time, I understand why you would not want to dip your toes into that yeah. that whole mess, right. but. If you're gonna be representative mm. of the culture,
0: yeah, I think you should. Yeah, and but the flip side of that is, look what they <laughs> look how they represented the city in the first place. Yeah, it's all CG, and the, they probably would have painted over. Apostles, great. There's not much to look at. No, <laughs> as you're driving <laughs> through it, so they probably were gonna paint over it anyway. Yeah, so. You know, would it have been the best representation of El Paso that we could have gotten? No, probably Probably not. not. So is it better that they probably just went with some fictional city so they could do whatever they want with it and make it some big fantastical, you know, DC comic book city? Probably just to fit the needs of the the film. Yeah. Um, But again, from the culture side of things, yeah, El Paso would have made sense. But, you know what you gonna do <laughs> you, know, I, we, you know this is why we're not you know we're not in the rooms yeah. um, <laughs> uh, and oh, I had a thought about all of that too well, but I mean uh, going back to the comics I mean this is technically the third iteration of Blue Beetle in terms of comic books um, and they mm-hmm. touch on that briefly in the movie that Ted Cord was the Blue Beetle before him yeah but and he didn't have any powers he didn't have any powers but the yeah. one before him Dan Garrett did uh, or did bond with the Scarab and then eventually he died and passed on a dead or Ted Kord got it used it to make his own gadgets and would never be a goofier version of Batman and then he went missing which is revealed at the end that he's just missing um, and now Jaime has it so yeah. it opens the door to a lot of things because
1: a lot of backstories
0: a lot of backstories and this is
1: something that we had talked about yeah how we could play around with the backstory mm-hmm. Because depending on the generational gap, yeah. you could change
0: things to mm-hmm. fit that. Yeah. Which is really great. Yeah, especially, you know, the, back to what we were talking about. Like, even just visually, like, if you look at the Blue Beetle costumes of that are hanging in the, yeah. the Ted Korns, they're 60s. goofy. Yeah. You know, they're goofy looking. And they even kind of poke fun at those. Um, and then now we have this one, which is just this high-tech, like, very robot-looking suit. Which, um, on a tangent, I... Re- one, the second I saw his set photos was in love with it. Cause I've, I've been like a blue beetle fan, yeah. you know, his represent, you know, when he pops up in young justice and the other animated films and all that, um, when he does get the love that he deserves, it is a really cool character. Um, and so when I saw the set photos, I was already hyped. I was a fan of, uh, Sholo Mariduania from his time in Cobra Kai, yeah. which I think is still going, um, but. So it's cool to see. I think it is. I think they're making another one. Um, But so it was cool to see him making his crossover to the big screen uh, knowing that he already had a martial arts background. So I was like, cool, the fight scenes at least should be good. They were a little dark, so they're kind of hard to see, which is a trend that I don't care for in recent movies. The The CG, which I I understand. But, you know, I want to see what's going on. Um, But then... uh, to see it on screen, I wasn't sure what they were going to do because traditionally, depending on what version, he does or doesn't have a mouth. And so I was really hoping that he was going to be at least a little emotive. He like, had a jaw. He had a jaw. And he had, <laughs> he a jaw, had a jaw. His jaw moved, but his eyes didn't move, which at first I was kind of disappointed. Like they didn't – because I was wondering if they were going to do like a Deadpool thing where yeah. his eyes actually emote. They don't. But it still worked. Like you could, you still get like – moments of emotion out of him and when you they really need it they just take the mask off mm. um I, I think he's also a really good physical character because he yeah. didn't take me away from the story no
1: not at all so i, I appreciate the fact that you can emote physically yeah. but he's very like
0: bouncy he's very like he's no. he's very active as a character he's always he's constantly moving he's when he is in the full suit pretty much fighting so like and that's the whole point of the suit so it's it's comes through in a lot of like the physical the physical acting, which I think he did a lot of it. Yeah. Except for like the bigger stunts, I think he did a lot of his own, like fighting and that that kind of choreography, yeah. which was I appreciate because it's it's hard work. <laughs> and so it it, and so to see especially that get done, suit. especially in the suit, which can't be like the. And I saw a video of him suiting like the a behind the scenes of like him in the trailer, suiting up. It takes. A long time to get into that suit, yeah, because it's a lot of different pieces. A lot of, and you know, they do a lot of work to make sure he can move the way they need him to move and all that. And there's a lot of different versions because there's the ones with the antennas sticking out. There's the ones where there's they're just wrapped around his shoulders, the wings, the different arms, the different, you know, yeah. all that. So it's cool. And so if they ever do a second one, I want to see how much further they can push it. Like I don't want it to get cheesy, but there's a lot that in the in the you know the animated and in the cartoons and in the comics and in even the video games there's a lot of things that the suit can't do yeah. you know it tells them like anything you can imagine i can create so
1: well they didn't use the antlers as much or the little um prongs that mm-hmm. stick behind them cuz i've seen it even on the cartoons where a lot of times he just shoots lasers from that one yeah and this one, I didn't see him do that as much.
0: No. It's a lot of the fists, uh, like his arms turning into like either the cannons or like the different weapons and stuff yeah. like that. Which the buster sword was really cool. That <laughs> uh, one really, yeah. Um, coming out. Um, and like his legs. He didn't use – like he didn't – he kicks around a lot. But like sure. nothing – I don't – trying to remember if his legs turn into anything in other media. But mm-hmm. – They can. So, you know, there's anything you can imagine. Doors are open. So it's cool to see. It'd be cool to see what else they come up with that he can do and where else they can kind of take his character because he's still it's he's a weird age range for superhero movies because a lot of the ones we get, they're either full grown adults or they're teenagers.
1: Well, it's the same thing that when they did uh, the new Spider-Man, when they did the new Spider-Man, he was in that that. Well, he, well he, school, he's in high school. High school, college
0: years. Yeah. Well, he's a, yeah. So, like, you're talking about Tom Holland's back. Yeah. Yeah. So, he's like one. a junior in high school, I think, in the first, and when you first meet him. And then we have the snap. Yeah. And he so he's, I like, think he's a senior. Yeah. He's finishing. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he's, he's got to get his um, GED school, yeah. now. Yeah. Um, but Jaime is
1: 21. So, he's a freshman. He's supposed to be a freshman. He just came back from college. No, no, he graduated he college. Just graduated college, yeah. Because yeah. at the beginning of the story, they're like, "Oh yeah, you
0: look like you owe sixty thousand dollars." <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're talking about yeah. a student debt. So yeah, he just graduated college. So he's in a weird, so, yeah, he's he's, in, an he's an a weird age range for a superhero. He's a very young adult. Yeah, he's he's young, but he's still technically an adult. Like he's the character. There's a lot of things you can do with him, both like as a superhero and as just like a person, because he's dealing with a lot on both sides. Yeah, because if they expand it, Blue Beetle has this really deep history and a whole different alien race that we have not seen mm-hmm. outside of young justice which is the reach um, which is real deep conflict talk that we don't really need to get into <laughs> in this um but uh and then as a person you know they make the jokes all the time about you know he's got student debt they're they're you know low class they're you know lower class so they yeah. don't really have money um he has access to people with money now I guess through uh, his maybe girlfriend. Um, and that's another one. Love interest is it's interesting
1: because they play around with the fact that he's awkward. Like, yeah. Even for a college student, yeah. he's still awkward. Yeah. And so it makes it funnier because you're like, dude, would you really be that awkward? You know, but then being Latino coming from a low, yeah, lower income and yeah. going to college where he focuses,
0: which I think is something that one of the writers had said, where it's like in a Mexican family, you don't have secrets. <laughs> yeah, which is why everybody in the family know like the whole thing with the movie is that they all know like from the beginning they all yeah. know what's going on.
1: And I think I, it was very refreshing the fact that it wasn't just him mm-hmm. involved. Yeah, in the main fight it was all of them. Yeah, and it, it it took all of them to get him to the position where he was or is now. Mm-hmm. And even at the end, the whole community comes back together, which you don't see very often anymore no, in yeah. all reality. Um, they all come back together to build up their home right so i thought that was really really like i guess Hollywoodish. Mm-hmm. because again like i said it it's a, it's a little anywhere. too happy and it's, yeah.
0: it's it's very happy ending which you know we just don't get but you know there are still those communities though where everybody yeah. will come together in tough times you know it's usually like but i, mean, I think we haven't seen that though since covid i'll n- be honest no i mean here in
1: san antonio and san antonio used to be one of those like really great places where everybody was
0: very cordial and yeah. very like, Oh
1: yeah, cool. You know, whatever. Yeah. And I was like, Well, excuse me for fucking um, opening the door for you.
0: Yeah. Um, and like and yeah, so like, um what I was gonna say is like really the only time you see it is unfortunately just during really tragic things. Yeah. You know, it's like a family member dying or something like that. That you'll really see people kind of come out and support and it's usually like a plate sale. Yeah. You know, that the you know, that a family puts on and is able to get the word out and people f- locally come out just to, you know, do something nice.
1: Now, hold on.
0: <laughs> For those
1: of you who don't live in San Antonio or in Texas, actually San Antonio, there's a custom here that we have um, that we're when, when, again, we're, we're trying to raise. We don't go to GoFundMe or, or <laughs> no, none of that stuff. Younger people do now. Well, younger, yeah, my, my, yeah. People. But most of us traditionally, what yeah. we would do if we needed money to help family members with the funeral expenses or, or hospital shit, yeah. whatever, traditionally here in San Antonio, they would host a plate sale, which yeah. was, again, a to-go plate yeah. with a piece of chicken. You know, most of the time it was yeah. a quarter, uh, some beans and rice and, rice and, and two pieces
0: of bread. And like a soda. And yeah. a soda
1: for like 20 yeah. bucks or yeah. whatever, or yeah. whatever you wanted to donate to the family. Mm-hmm. And so that's how we would raise funds for the family. Yeah is to hold the plate cell. That's not very common. Not even in California. Really? I learned that.
0: It's commonplace to to me, so... yes, but
1: it's not commonplace to everybody else. And we do have listeners in California (laughs) and and, and everywhere else that's Latino-based or whatever. They don't have plate cells. Interesting. Just like cascarones. They don't have cascarones outside of Texas.
0: That's news to me.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I
0: didn't know that. Huh. Um, I was like, wow. But, you know, that is another tie-in, which is like, it... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh maybe it is a mexican thing where we bond over food and what yeah. is like you know the community do everybody brings Bring them food, food yeah you know because it's like yeah practical they don't have a home they don't have a you know uh, the things they you know need to like you know live so but they everybody brings them food and everybody just kind of sits out and yeah. talks and everything like that you know it's like making good of a bad situation um which is re- which is really cool to see because it's like i don't know it made me realize that there's certain trauma responses i guess that are very specific to our culture yeah um in the sense of like the way the grandmother tells them, we don't we don't have time to cry right now we'll cry yeah. later dude
1: I, again it, it hit me because i just had you know mm-hmm. lost my dad and going through that the preparations and everything you don't have time yeah it's until you're you're done family's gone mm-hmm. and everything you sit there with your bottle of tequila or your mm-hmm. bottle of whiskey or whatever
0: and then you let it out and then you let it out yeah to some gente or something <laughs> <like that. laughs> and it's and a lot of times it's not for like a month or you know it, no, it's, it's it's a while yeah, yeah. yeah and so like I appreciated that because like you know a lot of movies when something like that happens yeah it's like the next like 20 minutes of the movie of just like grief and like somber moments for like the superhero the superhero to come back and build themselves back up but no it just keeps rolling and then in the last like 15 minutes she finally just goes like now you can cry yeah and And it was
1: a very touchy moment because they accepted homegirl into that
0: that family circle which
1: again very indicative of who we are as a culture yeah because we have the extended family
0: right and it's just like you know once you're You know, once the family kind of accepts you, you, it goes from, like, you're strangers to you are family very quickly. and Very quickly. And once you're in there, you're like, fuck. You're in there. How did I get this deep? So, yeah, it it was definitely cool to see, like, the little nuances of Mexican family culture and, like, traditions and stuff like that to see represented in the movie finally.
1: I, I did like the fact that there was some scenes that they forgot to dub. Or not the but subtitle.
0: Oh, yeah. But like,
1: <laughs> but contextually, you know what they're saying. Well, yeah. Not only that, but because we're Mexicans and yeah. we have this weird way of talking, we repeat ourselves. Oh, yeah. In Spanish and in English. Yeah. Especially if we say something in Spanish, we'll say it again in English <laughs> or vice versa. Yeah. <clears throat> and so that I thought that was funny because, again, my kids don't speak Spanish. Mm-hmm. And so they were, they were looking at it. They're like, Dad, we understood the whole movie, even without yeah. really looking at the captions because... Y'all do the same thing. Yeah. Whenever you're with your your primos, you repeat yourself over and over and mm-hmm. over. And I'm like, oh,
0: okay, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but again, it just shows it's real. it's yeah. You know, it, it's a it's a real it's a very real movie, and it's coming out at a weird time for DC. Admittedly, we don't know where it's going. There's like the new Superman movie that's set up, and the next, maybe the next Batman film, and when Wonder Woman's supposed to come out? Wonder Woman.
1: Yeah. Wasn't it Wonder Woman? I thought they had another Wonder Woman project.
0: There was talks and people got real mad because they're like, it's going to be Gal Gadot again. And they're like, no, you fired all the big three. Um, Well, I don't know because you came out in the flash. Nobody knows anything anymore. (laughs) Um, I was like, how many damn fucking cameos are we going to have? How many times can we hear this theme song? (laughs) (laughs) It was really badass in the first one and now I'm kind of tired of it. (laughs) Um, But no, but it's coming at a really weird time for DC... Who knows what James Gunn is going to do with it? He put out his tentative plan for the first phase yeah. of the. I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, I, it's going to happen whether or not it goes past phase one. I don't think it's going to happen, uh,
1: and you know why? Because people don't have faith in it.
0: No, they, I mean, because before the movie's is even coming out, they're already hating it. You know, so yeah. uh, it's just, are we seeing the end of the superhero era, movie era? maybe you know is that better or worse who knows in my opinion dc's always had better animated films than live action yes. anyway i love all their animated stuff um just like i love
1: marvel's cinematic universe but mm-hmm. i hate their animated
0: stuff. oh their animated stuff is terrible it's, it's all scary. kids stuff it, yeah. it's very geared towards kids and at least the mcu is a little bit more grown it's gotten more grown up yeah. as time has gone on um, i like some of the subject they touch on yeah very and, very
1: adult oriented
0: yeah. you have to catch the nuances on them mm-hmm but once you 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 see
1: them, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, yeah.
0: And maybe yeah. the next one of these we'll do, we'll make it a Marvel focused episode because there's been like ten projects that from Marvel that have come out <laughs> since we did one of these. Um, that is true. Uh, so there's a, there's a lot to talk about with the Marvel side of things. But you overall, know, phase five or yeah, whatever. pretty much all of phase five. Um, I'm not too happy with it. I'm I'm okay with it. You know, yeah,
1: I mean, where there, they could have been. And where they're going with it doesn't seem like it's one of the same. I will
0: say they're, they're, it feels very rushed to get to the next big bet. Yeah. Um, and, you know, just because everybody wants another endgame. But, it, again, it took 12 years to get there. Um, but, I don't know, to kind of tie up the Blue Beetle talk. I mean it, overall it was it was to me it was a really good film I would love to see another one and maybe yeah. that's just because I like the character and as a Mexican it's cool to see representation no I love the movie myself too um so maybe there's some bias there talking but I mean I think it didn't reinvent the superhero origin film by any means it no. was very much by the numbers but historically those are the ones that always did the best and so I think you know it's like if it works, go with it, you know, and if you can do something really good with a formula that already works and still come out with something original, which I, in my opinion, this did, you know, it, it's a good movie.
1: And, you so, know, one last thing I have to say, because mm-hmm. I've said this plenty of times and I'll say it again. When you take an existing IP mm-hmm. and you do it well, you don't have to change the characters. No, you don't have to change the representation.
0: Mm-mm.
1: Blue Beetle was that. Yeah. And I've been saying this for a long time about representation. When they take a character and they change them for the sake of changing them Mm -hmm. or or for the sake of representation, Mm -hmm. that's when it sucks. Yeah. And I'm like, this is the best thing that you could have done. Mm -hmm. Because it proves my point. There's existing characters within that representation that we bring to light. Yeah. Luke Cage, I thought was well done to a point. Mm -hmm. It got really preachy. Yeah, a, a little bit because it did. Yeah, but it was really good. Yeah, because it was representation. Yeah, of the character that's mm-hmm. already existing, uh, Black Lightning, or was it Black Lightning?
0: Uh, it was a CW show. I mean,
1: yeah, it was, yeah. but it was it was part of the
0: the ones that that got jumbled together. Oh no, Black Lightning wasn't in there. Uh, Black Lightning popped up in the Arrowverse. Is no. part of the Arrowverse. Uh, the Netflix ones are Luke Cage, Daredevil jessica jessica jones iron fist and then the defenders is where they all came together is it, no again it was another black
1: character mm. yeah
0: hmm. i'll come
1: back to it yeah. next time, or somebody will correct me anyways <laughs> again going back to representation i think it's if it's well done yeah for the sake of doing it to 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 not recreate mm-hmm. because i don't i don't feel that's right to recreate characters mm-hmm. that have been represented in a certain way when you have all these existing characters yeah. that have been created for the sake of that mm-hmm. purpose, but you haven't given them a shot.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I there are some characters where I kind of appreciate where they update them to make them a little less offensive. Uh, yeah. I mean, they did that for Shang-Chi because yeah. his, his costume is basically just <laughs> him in gi pants yeah. and a belt and shirtless and his... His enemy is a character named Fu Manchu. So, you know, they're... they're they they, they were not really, like, keen on, like, <laughs> shit you shouldn't say. Yeah. So, you know, there is something to be updated about that. But, and it also... This movie also shows that you can show representation without getting preachy to the community. Because, yeah. like, yes, it talked about the struggles. It talks, like, the the subtle racism and, like, uh, microaggressions that come up every, everywhere. Um, and then it came really close at least in my opinion to a home raid uh of the family when no it did and you it know did. the it representation yeah. it, it's very similar to the footage you see of ice raids on you know homes coming after people and so mm-hmm. uh you know and that's one of those things where like if you're aware it you see the parallels and if not, it's just a scene in the movie yeah um so it it's. It's made for the community. It's made for the people who are, can relate to it. And it still can be a good film to people outside of that community. Yeah. And I think that's how you know the representation is done well. Yeah. It well, speaks to both parties. It was also like
1: when they did Winter Soldier. And we I think we talked about it at one point. Uh, when they did Winter Soldier, the representation of blacks and also for PTSD was well done mm. in that. And yeah. I, I loved it. I, I loved the way they hit on certain points mm-hmm. and talked about certain... without being preachy in your face about yeah. you know the black misuse of heroes mm-hmm. you know so anyways well we'll talk about that later <laughs> on in the episode. yeah we pretty much about ran out of time but man we could keep on talking because yeah, it's been a minute
0: it has been a minute but like you know hopefully i, I would like to be back um now that my schedule is a little bit more set yeah. um uh, so hopefully this is not the last time I'm back here. <laughs> <laughs> it should not be the last time. Uh, now, we
1: could ever find Ronald cause he's still lost somewhere. Uh, we can,
0: yeah, we got to bring him back for some sort of like anniversary. Or you know, Kevin or something. Something. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> He'll just walk in the background. He You'll walk. hear a faint <laughs> voice. Um, but no, it's It's been good being back and we've got a lot in the pipeline. Yeah. Possibly. So hopefully in, in the near future, there'll be a lot to talk about too. We should. I
1: mean, because, again, not, we just finished that second movie. Yeah. But that doesn't mean we're stopped yet. No. Um, And I think that's given us more fire to get back at it. Yeah. Because it has been a while. Yeah. And like I said, I mean, as as a team for the podcast, the way we originally started, mm-hmm. we did take a break because, again, we all got busy in our own lives. Mm-hmm. So that happens. Um, But even then, as a company we had to deal with personal issues too. So, and I think we've gotten past that to where now we're okay. You know, it's okay.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think we're all kind of, I don't want to, you know, jinx it, but I think we're all kind of leveling out a little bit. at um, least for a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So hopefully we're in a space where we can kind of get back into a, a groove of working and, Or, you know, doing the work we want to do while doing the work that we have to do to pay for the work we want to do. Yeah, hopefully we could eventually one day not have to work, like work work. Yeah, that'd be great.
1: But But until then, (laughs) we got to do podcasts and talk shit and and hopefully that we could have some time off and and just sit here and enjoy each other and talk shit. Yeah,
0: Yeah. I think one of your cats is about to come say it's time to stop talking yeah (laughs) and pay attention to them like normal yeah you hear it (laughs) but no this
1: has been good so i'm glad to be back i'm i'm glad you are back um and this was a great conversation and hopefully everybody you know all three of our listeners and thank you
0: and much like any film news episode you know we talked about the movie and no particular structure (laughs) (laughs) none whatsoever so hopefully you got something out of this (laughs)
1: Well, and then until next time, Yep. this is AJ. And this is David. Oh, um, my God.
0: I, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's been, a, it's been a while since I've done <laughs> these. <one. laughs> I think that's it. I think that's we're it. good. All right. See y'all next time. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye.